Carl Lois, 1941, noted that a young Friedrich Nietzsche in his early personal letters lauded Bruno Bauer as his only reader and entire public. Lois thinks that the present book, Christianity Exposed, 1843, reveals so many similarities with Nietzsche's famous book, The Antichrist, 1895, that this suggests a direct and obvious influence. Bauer was about the same age as the famous composer Richard Wagner. Both men knew Feuerbach, and both were mentors to young Nietzsche. Encouraged by Bauer, Nietzsche criticized the spoiler of Hegelianism, David Strauss, Encouraged by Wagner, Nietzsche did not dally with the Hegelian system, but pursued the idea of Arthur Schopenhauer, a well-known anti-Hegelian. Ultimately, Nietzsche broke with Hegel's system, Hegel's system, saying he, quote, mistrusted systemizers, unquote, and his relationship with Bauer did not last. Karl Marx and Friedrich Ingalls bottled Bauer until 1842 when they became confirmed socialist and Bauer rejected socialism. For example, the famous metaphor religion is the opiate of the people single quotes was published by Bauer before Marx published it. That Bauer might have completely forgotten if not for the celebrated critical writing of Marx and Ingalls book the Holy Family, a sardonic reference to Bauer and his brother Edgar, 1845, and the German ideology, a satire of several young Hegelians, 1846. With these books, Marx and Engels announced their split from their previous association with young Hegelians. Some scholars recognize that these books did not do justice to Bauer. Still, an English monograph on him remains unobtainable. Evidently, the double blow of a right-wing Prussian government ban on Bauer, coupled with an assault from the left wing, drowned out his more moderate voice. Perhaps his sardonic style also caused him considerable trouble. Bauer was ordinarily a careful scholar, but on occasion he expressed political outrage with books like the present text. Modern notions about him seem to stem more from his defiant writings and his ironic comedy. The book entitled The Trumpet of the Last Judgment Against Hegel, the Atheist and Antichrist, 1841, may be the single most cited book in our English literature about him. This seems to have contributed to a perception that he was merely skeptical and negative. Yet some argue that Bauer was an outstanding writer, a great scholar, and so his audacious texts may not be a comprehensive index of his contributions to scholarship. Albert Schweitzer's 
book entitled The Quest of the Historical Jesus, 1906, is a testament to David Strauss, but generously devotes a full chapter to the theological Bauer, who was a leader among the great 19th century theologians of higher criticism, such as C.H. Weiss, W-E-I-S-S-E, and C.G. Wilkie, W-I-L-K-E, with their budding Markan hypothesis. For Schweitzer, Bauer's criticisms of the gospel were the most competent and thorough criticisms to be found about scriptural literacy problems. Perhaps more than any other 20th century writer, Schweitzer let us see Bauer standing apart from his more famous contemporaries. It seems the current book, Christianity Exposed, was composed and published in protest to an important event in Bauer's career. The Prussian government banned his lectures as well as the chief publications and newspapers of Hegelians in general. To better understand this historical situation, several layers of background are in order. Title, paragraph, Bruno Bauer and G.W.F. Hegel. The confusion about whether Bruno Bauer was right-wing or left-wing may be identical with the confusion about whether the philosophy of Hegel was Christian or atheist. If he remained closer to Hegel's philosophy than the young Hegelians did, then they then any confusion attending Hegel would naturally follow. If so, we may better understand Bauer by reviewing the theology of Hegel that so confounded his contemporaries. Hegel inherited a German rationalist tradition of Bible studies that included theologians like Hermann Renaris, R-E-I, Remarus, R-E-I-M-A-R-U-S, Johann Herder, Karl Barth, B-A-H-R-D-T, Karl Venturini, and Heinrich Paulus, P-A-U-L-U-S. Like them, Hegel took a rational approach to the New Testament wherein the life of Jesus was characterized not by miracles, but by his word, by his ethical spirit, or sitlichkeit, S-I. Oh, let's see. Sinlichkeit, S-I-N-L-I-C-H-K-E-I-T that he brought to humanity. For example, in his lectures in 1827, Hegel said that because Pharaoh's magicians, page VI, imitated Moses, this affirms that no great value is to be placed on miracles. He cited Jesus reproaching those who sought wonders and who sought to perform signs in his name. Hegel belongs to the tradition that seeks the absolute 
thorough reason and so prefigures modern theological demythologization. Demythologization. Let's try that again. Demythologization. Demythologization. In his judgment, the Christian community no longer needs miracles because it has within itself that which is beyond natural miracles, namely a living spirit that leads to all truth. In his lectures of 1824, Hegel recognized that the teaching of Jesus is not the same as the latter, the later doctrine of the Christian church. Rather, Jesus affirmed universality as a revolutionary principle that partly left existing legal institutions standing and partly overthrew them. The Hegelian dialectic avoids any dualism that seeks one-sidedly to eliminate the other side, and rather asks each side to recognize the rationale of its negative. So he and his followers energetically sought out the more subtle nuances of Jesus' spoken word. Hegel recognized that the French Enlightenment played a valuable role in the development of modern theology, and the Enlightenment skeptics provided a valuable negative element so necessary to a fuller understanding of the truth of theology. He stressed that the proper object of enlightenment satires was the travesty of a wayward clergy, not the labor of theological scholars. Hegel was unambiguous about theology as he affirmed that God is the beginning and end of all things, that God is the only is the one and only object of philosophy, and that philosophy is of itself the service of God. However, his theory that Christianity developed naturally from Greco-Roman Stoicism was an enigma to conservatives, and his frequent criticism of Christian sectarianism foibles was often taken as an indication that he was an atheist. Critics from the right and hopefuls from the left have written much on this. We can easily argue that Hegel was a specific type of Christian sectarian with a special criticism of Christendom. Given this, we can also begin to argue the same for his student, Bruno Bauer. Page VII. Bauer was one of a handful of students who received open praise from Hegel. When Bauer was 19, Hegel awarded him a philosophy faculty prize for his lecture on a topic Hegel had proposed, the principle of beauty according to Carl Hegel. According to Kant, Hegel noted the young Bauer was convincing that he consistently developed his thoughts and demonstrated, as Hegel desired, various contradictions in Kant's principles. 
It appeared that Bauer faced a promising career as a lecturer of Hegelian philosophy. He went on to develop Hegel's theme that the existence of Christianity is a stoic philosophy of morality that is alternatively critical and conservative in relation to the state, as when Jesus modified the law yet later insisted that the law would stand. Bauer's New Testament studies built upon Hegel's phenomenology that traced the development of Christianity from Stoicism. He researched literary and historical correspondences between Stoic writings and the New Testament writings, not impiously, but in a genuine search for spiritual truth. Many who maintain the that Hegel was an atheist also claimed that Bauer was an atheist after the manner of left Hegelians. Yet aside from the trumpet, an ironic comedy, there is much evidence that Bauer's theology was a radical form of Christianity. One might even compare Christianity exposed with fairly common Protestant sectarian documents condemning fallen Christendom. Hegel sublated tradition, that is, he simultaneously preserved and corrected tradition. This is neither orthodox nor atheist, rather it is heterodox. The legacy of Hegel's heterodoxy inspired Bauer, and this form of the basis, this forms the basis of Bauer's New Testament criticism, including much of the present text. They were, not, they were not alone in seeking to reform Christianity by approaching religion through reason. Throughout the Middle Ages, a few Catholics circled around the same project. Yet Hegel and Bauer had the advantage of methodologies from Descartes, Spinoza, and Kant. Hegel and Bauer inherited and extended the invitation to understand religion. Page V I I I or eight <laughs> go wrong. Scientifically, and to rise above one-sided belief of skepticism towards a well-rounded appreciation of this complex and interesting dimension of the human situation. For Hegel and Bauer, Jesus was a world historical individual who had attained sufficient self-consciousness to see the tide of history and to help push it forward. They were moderate, not left or right wing, but were critical theologians. The novelty of their vocation has evoked generations of misunderstanding. They pursued metaphysical questions that surpassed anthropology toward a heterodox theology, toward a system of spirit, absolute self-consciousness, a goal of history, a theogony, a science of logic, a phenomenology, a spiritual theory of nature, civil society, and the state, all bound under the radical slogan, reality is rational and reason is reality. They saw history as a theogony, a series of episodes in the life of the divine, in which world historical individuals like Caesar, 
Jesus and Napoleon were individual examples of a spiritual and progressive history. Their system contrasts sharply with the anthropological and economic materialist systems of the more famous so-called left Hegelians. Bauer remained Hegelian, a critic of Kantian philosophy, who considered that the freedom of reason was the ultimate goal of the individual and the society. Like Hegel, he wrote about politics as well as theology. He saw history as a progressive movement toward the absolute of pure reason, and he developed more fully Hegel's theory of the historical development of Christianity from Stoic philosophy. He subscribed to Hegel's ontology, theology, and logic, and he advanced the basic tenets of Hegel's philosophy, unlike Fairbach, Strauss, Marx, and Stirner. Steimer? S-T-I... Looks like R. Stirner. S-T-I-R-E-D-R. Not Steiner, unless that's a misprint. Stirner. To claim that Bauer was at any time orthodox is to accept the polemics of David Strauss uncritically. Bauer's theology was as complex as Hegel's, as one of the few who attended and recorded Hegel's posthumously published lectures on the philosophy of religion, 1818-1831. Bauer was familiar with Page 9, little ix. Complexity of Hegel's Christianity, a Christianity that required no miracles, no virgin birth, no resurrection, no walking on water, and yet within which Jesus remained the third person of the Trinity, while the Holy Spirit remained identical with the dialectical absolute. Hegel seemed to be an atheist to many while for others Hegel remained orthodox. It is significant that the literature about Bauer vacillates in a similar manner. Bauer repeated Hegel's consistent critique of positive literalist Christian sects. His polemical pieces such as the present volume bore a largely political significance to defend Hegel's liberal vision of Christianity from Friedrich Wilhelm IV, a fundamentalist monarch with an anti-enlightenment agenda. Heading, Bruno Bauer and David Strauss. When Hegel died unexpectedly in 1831, Bauer was 22, and the old Hegelian struggled to obtain a consent consensus on religious philosophy. The situation came to a breaking point in 1835 when David Strauss, a student of the triadic method of a well-known anti-Hegelian Friedrich Schleiermacher, S-C-H-L-E-I-E-R-M-A-C-H-E-R, published a scandalous, now famous, demythologist Olagizing critique of the New Testament. The book entitled The Life of Jesus critically examined and used Hegel's name in the marketing of this best seller. This is interesting because the first major decline in Hegel's studies may be traced to a popular belief 
with the ideas of Strauss were part of Hegel's philosophy. And this belief is still encountered in modern literature. The conservative Prussian government in 1836 expected the old Hegelians to answer this scandal and tainted Hegel's studies to properly distance themselves from Strauss and to clarify Hegel's more traditional approach to theology. The old Hegelians selected Bruno Bauer to prepare the response.